Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Talk about, I'm on the show with a bunch of food snobs, man. I have not had, we were talking about foods that we would eat or we don't eat. Yeah. Pig feet came up. I I can't, the smell alone, Key, I can't, I can't, I can't no, get myself. Pig feet used to be pig feet when I was younger. My mom would cook it, you know, and. and I'm like, what about toe jam between and, the toes? Uh, man, I'm not worried. I don't know all that. My yeah. mother put it on my plate, so I'm assuming. You know, I'm assuming it's good, it's healthy. I mean, I don't know. I'm no. young. What do you want me to no. do? Eat, eat organ me like liver, kidneys? No. No. Yep, I'll tear that up too. What? You said brain before. What? No, I won't eat brains. What's brain? I've, I've seen my grandmother do it once. Who does that? There's, There's a restaurant downtown called places. Sammy's Romanian. We went there for a family dinner once, like Jewish restaurant, right? And uh, we're sitting there, and they all kinds of stuff you guys would hate. But I'll tear that. They, they have schmaltz, which is chicken fat melted, it, like almost in a syrup container. You pour it over bread and stuff, yeah. No, and I'm good. chicken, yeah. chopped liver and stuff like that. I, I eat all that. No, but we're man, sitting down, and my grandmother, my bubba, right, from that. orders calves' brains off the menu. Calves' I'm brains? I'm like eight years old, and I'm watching this calves' brains. And she tried to get me to taste it. I'm like, nope, I'm drawing the line right calves there. I'm not brains. having that. You know, I'm looking she it up, said please. it tasted like eggs. I'm like, well, great, then I'll get some eggs. Why, why would you Calves' yeah. brains yeah, food man. recipes. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh. Yeah, yep. man, no, no, I'm not, messing with, I'm not messing recipe? with tripe. I'm not messing with brains. And you know I don't eat mayo, right? But, I, but I'll mess with everything else. Oh, my God. I'll eat everything else. You're food snobs, huh? Yeah, you, you're a bunch of food. Every time we talk about this, people are like, oh, no, I wouldn't. That mac and cheese is not, <laughs> it's not the official <laughs> recipe. I wouldn't brains, hear of it. A traditional delicacy in Europe and Morocco. Yeah, man, I don't mess oh. with it, though. Pass. Hard pass. But I'll do, I'll, do, I'll do calves liver, chicken liver, all that. Yep. Mm-mm. Yep. Can't do it. You guys have a whole bunch of laundry list of food you guys I won't me and eat. Jay, I think me and Jay graduated from, you know. Oh, you see it like uh, hustling backwards, I, nope. Key? Is that the yeah, idea? That's the problem? Man, please, man. Can't do it no more. Uh, no, nah, that's over with. That bit over with. <laughs> Thanks, Mama, but nah. Because nah, I got a little I'm fat good. guy inside You can call me, me a food know, snob like, if you want to. What's that? You can call me a food snob if you, you want are, to. You're a big, big food snob. Hey, some, stuff you just, some stuff you just can't eat, Max. I'm sorry, man. Like, for example? Some stuff. Hmm. I don't know. Just I was literally, literally at dinner yesterday, and my friends, some friends got back from Egypt, and hmm. their son had stuffed pigeon. What? Yeah, stuffed like pigeon. Like Mike Tyson wait pigeon. Wait a minute. Mike, wait a minute. It was government pigeons? Pigeon. I don't think it was government How big government was the pigeon? pigeon? <laughs> pigeons work for the government, King. We all know, know this. A Cornish hen. Pigeon. What's the difference? That's a big difference. Yeah, I go back to Alan Gates' statement. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? You've never seen a baby never. pigeon. I guarantee I you have that pigeon was big. I have, have not. That's a I lie. have recently. Where? Not in person. It was on Instagram, <laughs> uh, I think. It's but made up. I saw it. You got to check the filter in. No, in, in, the real, in, the na- in the natural world, no one's ever seen a baby pigeon. Like the new Drake Weekend song. It's made up by AI. Don't believe it. That's right. It's an AI-generated yeah, image. You know, some of, the, some of them food shows, Exotic food shows, OJ. You you gotta watch them. You know when you get a chance on Food Network, they got some stuff where guy traveling all over the world and just yeah eating some stuff. You be like, oh Mike Tyson, seriously. And they sit down a full course meal of it. Yeah, all that. I wouldn't mess with eating bugs. You see people eating bugs and stuff. Nah, I'm not. I'm not good with that. I had a Scorpio in in Mexico. You had a scorpion? 
Yeah, Mexico. A Scorpio? He turned into an astrological <laughs> sign. <laughs> What's that? That's that movie alive, though. Isn't that movie that happened? Like the plane crashes and they oh, yeah. have to yeah. look at each other because there's no food. Yeah, and then they, some Who of the people frozen. Who would be the first one to go made? in our key? Key would be the first one to go. Who? Key would be the first one. Yeah, Key would need frozen here. bodies. Yeah. Key looks delicious. I'd be before, yeah. <laughs> before they were even frozen. I'd be in like there. Key. Yeah. Look, you got that yeah. was so first one to go. Key. First one to go. I watched that man. I don't, <laughs> That's real. <laughs> Me and Jay chowing down. Key's starving to death. <laughs> so, the, so guys, the Lakers. Yeah, they won, right? <laughs> yeah. So the Lakers, they won, right? Yes. It is bad news for the Grizzlies. In nice. fact, bad news for the Grizzlies. Lakers, listen to this stat. This is a crazy stat. So the Lakers win game one against the Grizz. They do it on the road. (laughs) Ja gets hurt. They do it with LeBron having a bad game. Meantime, when the Lakers win game one, this is, you know, I've heard some stats recently. One, the Ravens have never had a receiver make the Pro Bowl while on the Ravens. That, That can't be true, but apparently it is. The Lakers, when they win game one of a best of seven series, have won 24 straight series when they win game one in a best of seven. That's the longest streak in playoff history. The last series the Lakers lost that was a best of seven where they won game one was the 1991 finals against the Chicago Bulls. That was Michael Jordan's first championship. Think about that. The last time the Lakers lost a series that they won game one, Michael Jordan wasn't even a champion yet. He got crowned that year. That's insane. And they just won game one. And clearly there's a few guys on these teams that wasn't even born. <laughs> it's, I mean, they won game one on the road and Ja got hurt. It's almost the best case scenario for the Lakers. Max, I'm going to push back on your line about LeBron didn't play well. So LeBron. By his standards. By his standards. 21 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 50% from the floor. Yeah. And by the way, he was so much better defensively than he was in the playing game. Like there were possessions he chased down block in the playing game. Like he gave you effort and he guarded Jaron Jackson, which for a guy who has him by like, you know, two or three inches, he still did his, but still. Yeah, I stand corrected. Right, right. Let me just, in human standards, LeBron played, by by normal NBA all-star standards, he played great. By LeBron standards, in year 20, at the age of 100, by the way, how about that deep three he hit? Almost like half. I mean, that deep, but that deep three hit from the top of the corner. And that was that was that was to tie the game. I mean, it was late in the game, and it was a big clutch shot. And he pulled up just past half court, basically. And I'm like, that's a bad shot to take. Banged it. Key, I don't know. I don't know how football is, but I'd be curious to hear your analogy on this because I know how basketball is. I'm gonna tell you right now. First off, whenever people, you know, Jalen Brown wears a wrap around his hand, right? Um, you know. John Morant wears a wrap around his hand. First thing you think about as a, as a competitor is, okay, coming to the lane, I'm raking down on your hands. Naturally. Now, if you get hurt, you get hurt. This is one it's of Jay's of the game. favorite topics. You, it, love, it really, you love hitting people with bad hands. No, because I've heard Gary Payton talk about this. I've heard Michael Jordan talk about this. I've heard Kobe Bryant talk about this. I've heard guys who are locked in defensively that if they know if you're – I said it last night. When Anthony Davis got hurt, I was like, is he injured or is he hurt? Because a lot of times, if you're injured, you can't go. If you're hurt, you're going to try to push through it. I think John Morant is hurt, but that is blood in the water. So you tell me if you're Jared Vanderbilt, if you're Dennis Schroeder, for if I'm funneling you into the lane, I'm not going to rake down on your hands every possession? 
Why wouldn't you have to play through it? Like, just look, look at how hard Jay take, just slapped just advantage. now. Imagine that on a broken you gotta, hand. You got to take advantage all day of whatever yeah. the injuries are. I mean, you 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 know, it's like you a guy hurt something, he can't go to his left, and you know it. You gonna keep going to your left. If same thing on the right. If you know somebody can't go to their right because you know there's something wrong with their right hip, so they can't slide the way they need to. You gonna take advantage of it. I mean, it happens in football when you bring in, you you see a guy who was hurt. He comes back into the game. The first thing you do is you go at him. I mean, that's just. But key, you know something is. about Jay? Sports. Like you know when someone takes an extra little bit of glee in something, like a little extra joy. There's something about this topic in particular. I noticed it through the last couple of years doing the show with Jay. When someone has a hurt hand in particular, oh, yeah. Jay's whole face lights up. He goes, "Oh yeah, you know what I'm gonna do?" Yeah, he'll, people, t- he'll talk about it right away. I'll come down on that hand. Then he has to show you like five times. Like, what about that thing in particular? Do you that gives you a special thrill? I've had a broken third metacarpal in my left hand, and I I had dudes that would test it. Every single test it multiple times. So you're like, if I had to go through it. Are you grimacing? Are you playing through it? That was my left hand. The thing that makes me worried about John Morant, which is why I think Memphis is done for the series, frankly. I believe they are done. I agree. Um, It's his shooting hand. Shooting hand. So that's everything with pace dribble. That's the little touch you get when you come into the lane shooting floaters over Anthony Davis. That's – he's already – they're already going under ball screens. They're going to force him to beat him from the outside. That – that – that's a really tough injury, man. And he he was, came down; his whole body weight came down on his on his right Coach hand. Jay, he was they, hitting all kinds lose, of shots. When and they it lose a tough to the Lakers, what's going to be the narrative when they lose to the Lakers? Ouch! John Morant being hurt again, Key. Mm. I mean, look, if you're the Lakers, I don't care what the narrative is. We got to the next round. No, I'm talking it, about it, more Memphis. so. I'm talking about more so for Memphis, Memphis than the Lakers. I mean, you know, because of the promise that Memphis has been given everybody over the last three or so years, this is the team. They're going to do this. Look what they did to Golden State if he was healthy, yada, 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 yada. Now you get bounced by the Lakers in in a nice sweep, I'm predicting. And now what? I would say five, but I mean, two years in a row, Stephen Adams didn't play when you needed him to the most. Oh. Two years in a row, Ja Morant has been hurt. Brandon Clark, who's like your Swiss Army knife, he's unavailable. He can't play. It's How- challenging. How bad is it, Ja? How much? How much pain are you in, Ja? How much pain are you in, and is it an issue with your wrist as well as your hand, or is it just the hand at this point? Um, I'm in a good, good a bit of pain. Uh, it's my hand. He was he left the game basically man. screaming as he came off as he came off the court, right? And it was an offensive foul, by the way. It was a charge. I'm, I, look, for a guy who's so dynamic, and that, that's his shooting like hand, man. I mean, he that, that thing, if you ever had a hand injury, those and you use your hand so much, dribbling a rock, I mean, and, and your hand gets hit so many times over the course of a game. I mean, I can't tell you how many times crossing somebody over, like somebody wouldn't just hit my hand yeah, on the crossover because they're reaching for it. It's always yeah. in there. Football, you, you're reaching for the ball, your hand's always getting – that's why your finger – well, I got great fingers, but most people's fingers be tore up. Yeah. By the way, almost everyone I know who played football at that level, you look at their fingers, they have at least huh? one or two fingers he pointing in. great fingers. Pointing yeah, in. But no, because like, you made it through. All. Right, usually a guy who plays 11 years, yeah. at least one yeah. finger's pointed in the wrong direction. No, nah, well, this one was, but I corrected it. Yeah. <laughs> right, see? Yeah, this one was all jacked up, but see, I'm good now. Did the Clippers just provide a blueprint on how to beat the Phoenix Suns? 888-SAY-ESPN. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn J. Willemax were presented by Progressive Insurance. Clippers' sons, game one. No Paul George this series doesn't look like. And KD was maybe a little too passive and looking to see who could do what and really looking for Devin Booker and making the right basketball play, but maybe not asserting himself a lot. You know who did assert himself, even though he had a terrible shooting night, was Russell Westbrook. Kawhi Leonard was the best player on either team, and the Clippers won, but Russell Westbrook... First player in the last 25 postseasons. Listen to this. In clutch time of the fourth quarter. So that people say clutch time nowadays instead of the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, right? Clutch time. Last 25 postseasons. First player to do it. Two points, two boards, two assists, a steal, and a block. He did some of everything, including the game sealer on Devin Booker. Jay, are you concerned about the Suns? What's the number one concern you have for Phoenix right now? Their lack of physicality, their lack of toughness. And I, this team hasn't been together that long at full strength. Um, but I, I saw a, two guys whose identity and their head coach are built off being physically tough. They may not be the most skilled team, but they're going to be the team that's going to play with the most, the most energy, the most passion, right? And I, that's what I saw last night from Russ and Kawhi. And I, I think at times when you're able to push KD off his rhythm, push Devin Booker off their rhythm, I, I saw Devin Booker and KD get denied last night. Like That used to be the knock on KD early in his career. The one weakness is you could deny him the ball, but that seemed to go away, but not last night. So it's like you, you hear KD in the postgame presser talk about, well, there are multiple times that I waited in the corner and the ball just never got kicked my way. And for me, I naturally think that's how beautiful the continuity system was in Golden State. The ball moved so much more because you didn't have people that were ball dominant. Whereas now with Phoenix, Devin Booker has been ball dominant. He's been a volume shooter. CP3 is ball dominant. So KD needs to shift this mindset from being the guy that gets the ball up, people making the right play, you saying, give me the damn. It's unacceptable that he didn't take a shot in the last five minutes of the game. Well, I think he's trying to get a feel, in, in fairness, it, it felt like he was trying to get a feel for his playoff teammates versus okay. regular season teammates. So he wasn't as aggressive at times as he probably should be, and he probably will be in game two after they go back and look at the film. But he, he was like putting his toe in the water. He, it, was, it felt like he was trying to gauge the temperature of his teammates, and maybe that was the case or whatnot, but he certainly needs to be more aggressive and take control because this is – there's a lot riding on whether or not Kevin Durant's able to take this team 
to a championship. Yeah, but what do you play, nine games? A, like, we don't have time for KD to wait to become aggressive. We're looking at a stat on ESPNU right now. Michael Jordan between 85 and 87. These are losing streaks in the postseason of at least seven-plus games, the highest points scored, most highest points scored average, you know. What am I trying to say? The highest scoring average in a seven-game losing streak in the, play, in the postseason. Michael Jordan had 38 points. KD is over 30 points. And Jokic at almost 27 points. Now, Jordan was not playing even with a single other all-star, so he had to score a lot, and the team wasn't very good. The difference here is Kevin Durant's playing with several other all-stars, certainly one this season in Devin Booker. And so the calculus is a little, or the, the, the kind of calculation is different for him, right? Because you don't have to score as much as, say, Jordan did, but at the same time, you also don't want to be too passive. You want, as Jay points out, to assert yourself, and this is one of the issues with KD throughout his career. He's perfect, but perfect sometimes isn't actually the best thing to be. Sometimes you got to not make the right basketball play, and when you're a scorer on that level, it's one game, demand though, it and go score the ball. It's one game. Yeah, I, I know, I get it, but it's, it's not one. like what you see in that game is nothing you've ever considered before about and, KD. And he, had a, and he had a pretty solid game, man. He had a really passer. He, he, he was finding teammates for sure. Also, he had nine it's, it's, boards, 11 assists, 27 points, shot the ball well. I mean, he just didn't take enough shots. Right. So, I mean, we'll see how, how campaign's injury is because he, he is a dynamic guy that they have come off the bench that can make shots and, and get the, the momentum of the offense going. So, Landry Shamit had to play a lot more minutes last night. They, they only had, I think, nine points off the bench. Nine points off the bench. So this team isn't that deep. And I think that's, I'm sorry, not even, yeah, 10 points off the bench. Yeah, a little top. They had to, they had to thin out some of that depth to go get KD. Lil Brucey in Florida, you're on KJM. How are you, fellas? Been listening for years. Glad to talk to you about this last play. What I really seen from it in the NBA today. The old school versus the new fool. Hmm. If you look at that play, Westbrook sustained his play after that block, and as soon as the ball was blocked, the instincts of Devin Booker was to stop playing and complain. And in I'm old school. We judge a guy who you want in your foxhole. So the heart of the champion is what I saw in Westbrook. Win or lose, Devin Booker, his instinct, he just stopped. Did you see it? So that's the first thing I said this morning. That's what I said this morning. Jay pointed out, isn't it funny, though, how the narrative on Westbrook after one game and a couple good plays in the playoffs and a W with a team like the Clippers is already starting to take its shape. Tell people. <laughs> already kind of like, it's already leaning toward the positive after one game and a couple good plays. You know what's crazy? People the world want to crazy. love Westbrook. People want to love Westbrook. They want him to get... And I really think it's the least kind of publicized storyline of these playoffs. I've been talking about it for over a month now. The upside for Westbrook's legacy if the Clippers can get this done. While he's still really good. Key, this is going to be crazy. I know we talk a lot about who has the most to gain and and, and things like, you know, uh, who has the most upside. I will tell you, though, watching this series, I do find myself rooting for Russell Westbrook more than CP3. And I love CP3. I'm a huge CP3 fan. I just feel like at the end of the day, even though CP3 doesn't have a championship, that I, I feel like I'm watching one of the best to ever do it from somebody who's done it 
at a high level, where I feel like Russ is one of these guys who's just so underappreciated because it's the style he plays. You can't just you can't win like that. And he's you know he's, he puts up great numbers always on losing teams. And here he was playing with the Lakers with Darvin Ham, playing decent basketball and still getting exposed, and then going over to the Clippers with Ty Lue. And now all of a sudden he's playing a better style of basketball. Well, because they understand him, you know, in different systems and the way coaches coach you, the way sometimes the way a person speaks to you changes your whole mood in a sport. You know that, Jay, if they if they say the wrong word to you, mm-hmm. it may your focus may go somewhere totally different. And it's all about being around places that you feel like, you know, they want you, they want you to be a part, you're comfortable. It raises your confidence. Where when he was with the Lakers, you could tell his confidence was shaking a little bit. He's getting into it with the coaches. I mean, it just became a situation, an issue. It's like it's time to go. Now you see a different type of player because when he was with the Lakers, we were all being told his career was over. He was finished. He will never bounce back. He can't change his game. He can't adapt. All of those things. He goes over to Ty Lue. And now we're getting ready to sing a different tune. Uh, he looked like the same old Westbrook to me, just in a bad situation. Bryant in Maryland, you're on KJM ESPN Radio. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, I was listening this morning uh, to Jay Will, and um, I just wanted to say I watched you play in Duke, watched the mental fortitude that you uh, showed there, and uh, really always respected you from afar. But uh, I just want to say this morning, hearing you talk about your mom, I really felt that. I uh, recently lost my mom. And I just wanted to say that publicly there's so many people that are dealing with the loss of a parent. Um, To be able to publicly share that with everyone, I think that that was a very powerful thing that you did this morning. And I didn't want to let that go, um, you know, unrecognized. I really appreciate you uh, saying that. I want to uh, say a prayer for you and your family, and I uh, hope uh, hope everything works out for you, man. And uh, I, you know, was wondering where you were at because I know you had missed a couple of shows, but I did want to say that, and I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, have a nice day. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. I really do. My family does too. Thank you. All right, much more KJM coming up. ESPN Radio, the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by Bobby Marks, ESPN NFL front office insider. What's up, Bobby? Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? Morning, morning. Um, Mm -hmm. Before we get into the games from the weekend, here's the question. Because Austin Reeves, if anyone who's been watching the Lakers could tell you, He's actually good. He's a good player. Are the Lakers going to be able to keep him, or are they going to wind up losing him as kind of like a, a cap casualty if they go after some big fish in the offseason? Well, I mean, the only way they'll lose him if they if they renounce him and try to go after a guy like Kyrie Irving. I mean, the, the whole Kyrie the whole Kyrie Irving you know chase is a little bit, I guess fictitious just based on how much they would have to offer him and they would only have 30 million to offer Kyrie. So no, I don't, I don't see the Lakers losing Austin Reeves, even if they wanted to go after Kyrie. Um, they've got his early bird rights. They have the ability to match any offer sheet. doesn't matter um, if a team kind of backloads it here. So I, I'm expecting Austin Reeves to be in a Laker uniform next off season, a more expensive Laker uniform. The days of him making a, you know, the minimum salary are all but, on here. Well, what do you think? You got? It's funny when you say renounce him. It's like I think of uh, Eddie Murphy. I renounce my throne. <laughs> like we renounce, we renounce Austin Reeves. We don't want him. How, what is he going to get? What's what's what, what's well? I mean, the, like mo- the most the Lakers could the most the Lakers could give him is four for I think four for uh, fifty three million um, somewhere in that area. Um, now the question is, does someone come in with a bigger offer, and that would mean backloading it? Um, I mean, I think he's a, probably a twelve to thirteen million dollar player. I don't know if he's a you know, eighteen to nineteen million dollar guy uh, moving forward, but I think at the at the minimum, he's probably at the average player salary, which is right around in that twelve to thirteen million dollar range. Did pretty well, huh, Keith? From a guy on a two way, not 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 bad. I don't think he'll be complaining, Bobby, about that that ten, twelve, thirteen million that he'll be making per year. So far, what have you taken away from week this weekend's playoff games in week one? I would call it week one. Uh, yeah, I mean, what I've taken away is kind of the Western Conference is similar to, like, the NCAA tournament, right? I mean, there's no one dominant team. I guess maybe you can – I don't know if you can even make the case for, for Denver that played a Minnesota team last night. Um, it is wide open. I mean, it's basically kind of where the uh, where the regular season was. It's, you know, if you receded the West again right now, you're probably – the Lakers aren't the seventh seed. They're probably in the top three here, and – um, I just think it's I just think it's wide open. I mean, even last night in that Phoenix um, the Phoenix Clipper game here, everyone's picking Phoenix and man, uh, the Clipper the Clippers, um, you know, with with Kawhi and certainly uh, Russell's defense was you know certainly tough. I, that's that's kind of my big takeaway is the Western Conference parity. The Eastern Conference not so much. Yes, the honest injury here, but I think when you look at Boston and Philly, the dominance there. Um, New York, certainly what they were able to do in, in Cleveland here. But I just, I mean, I think it's going to be, you know, I mean, if you said to me, hey, the Lakers are going to be in a, a Western Conference Finals versus the, the Clippers or maybe even Sacramento, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all. 
Bobby, that's my analysis exactly heading in, right? This has more of what March Madness or the NFL has. Uh, real uncertainty, as you're right, except for the Minnesota-Denver series. You'd expect Denver. But like seven other teams you think could get out of the West. And the East, you have three teams you really believe can get out of the East. But still, ten teams that you think could win the championship in a, in a season in the NBA? It's unheard of. Is, do you think this is what the league wants? Because when you get this, and by the way, the major markets, L.A. and New York are in good shape right now. But when you get this, you could wind up with, you know, Sacramento against some small against Milwaukee, which is people would assume is not a ratings bonanza. Do you think this is what the league wants? Right, the one thing they've never really had uncertainty in the playoffs. I think so. I mean, I think even you look at you know the games, the level of competition. I mean, for a game one, round one. I mean, the Sacramento Golden State game was a was a conference final type for a first game. The you know the Laker game yesterday, uh, up until the Lakers you know took control at the end. Even the Phoenix um, the Phoenix Clipper game here, um, and I think it's going to get we're going to get more parity here, guys. And certainly today, I think we're going to get the term sheet with these new CBA rules. I think the level playing field is going to you know equal in in the future here with some of these spending teams. Um, so we could be talking next year, you know. 14 teams having a chance, 13 teams have a chance. I think it, I think it is good for the league. You know, certainly you do want that one dominant team that everyone's trying to knock off. But um, I think you, if you're the league, you've got to be happy with what you watch this weekend. You watched the Golden State Kings game this weekend, and Darren Fox obviously went ham on them. Can they finish Golden State off? I picked them to win in six. So I'm, stay, I'm sticking with them. I mean, I just look at – and Sabonis, you know, certainly did not have one of his uh, better games. Draymond did a nice job on him. But I just thought that the two bench guys with um, Malik Monk and Trey Lyles, they were kind of a little bit the X factor here. Um, and they didn't get anything out of, out of Keegan Murray, their rookie here. I think they can. I mean, it's almost like they realized that game one was a must win. I think they have to have that same mentality. Um, I don't think you can afford to lose a – lose home court advantage and then try to steal a game in, um, in, in Golden State here. I do think so. And I thought Golden State played pretty well. I mean, up to, you know, uh, you know, certainly there were points in that game, but I thought, I thought Sacramento probably took one of Golden State's best, uh, best shots. So Bobby Marks, uh, ESPN NFL front office insider here on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Um, Bobby, you look at De'Aaron Fox, right? And you go back to college, and I keep bringing this up, but when he was matched up with Lonzo in the Sweet 16, gave Lonzo 39 and kept him to like 10 or 11 points. Like, and he played him the whole game. Both ends of the floor completely outplayed him, and Lonzo went second overall. De'Aaron Fox seems to me to be one of these guys who rise to the occasion, but Jalen Brunson did the same thing, and Jimmy Butler did the same thing, as always. Russell Westbrook, in spite of missing a million shots, had a big clutch game. Kawhi Leonard, like it goes on. There were so many big performances. Who do you think did the most to kind of improve their stock, though, of all the guys we saw over the weekend? I would say, yeah, I would say De'Aaron, just because we haven't seen him in these big moments before on a Clipper team that's been kind of stuck in the um, in the lottery, kind of almost like the, the reputation that Devin Booker had, kind of like, you know, empty stats, right? You know, he can do it on a team that's winning 25, 26 games. Let me see you in a big moment. And, man, did he hit some big shots down the stretch of that game. And, you know, Jalen's been there before, you know, certainly last year with Dallas. You know, Jimmy's been there forever. Kawhi, same thing. Um, the list goes on. Um, but I think it's just – I think the Aaron, just because it's this is all new, and we really – you know, it, the, one, the regular season is one thing. The playoffs is certainly different. And – 
he hit those big threes. Uh, he wasn't afraid to have the ball in his hands, and he certainly rose up to the occasion. Before we let you go real quick, what was the biggest um, loss, do you think, over the weekend, both in terms of the severity and to, and to whom it happened? Um, obviously, no Paul George to start the series, but uh, uh, Tyler Hero goes down and Giannis goes down and, look at, and yeah. looking at what Jaws' injury looked like, who do, you, who do you look at and you go, uh-oh, that's, that is a problem? Yeah, in Memphis. I think if he can't play, the series will be over, and it'll be over quick. I mean, because you take him off the court. And no disrespect to Tyus Jones, who's done a nice job here, but it's basically that same team we saw last year that lost to Golden State without Ja, without Steven Adams, without Brandon Clark. And you're asking a lot from Dylan Brooks and a lot from Desmond Bain. And I think if no Morant, um, this Laker team will be in a conference semifinals. Bobby Marks, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Bobby. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. So, Key, a lot to take away from this series. The Lakers are real. Are the Clippers real? Are the Suns overrated? Is, you know, are the Bucks vulnerable now that, it, it, like, what do you think about Giannis' injury? How bad did it look? Do you think that the Bucks are vulnerable? Or do the Heat have a better chance than we realized, right? Like, there's a million different storylines. I've mentioned De'Aaron Fox, Russell Westbrook, and others stepping up. But what's your biggest takeaway from this first round, from this game one of these playoffs? Game one, round one. 888-SAY-ESPN-KJM. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. What's your biggest takeaway from Game 1 of the first round of the NBA playoffs? Eventful, exciting games. Wide open. Mm. Is it Tyler Hero's injury or Giannis' injury or John Morant's injury? Is it Westbrook's performance or Kawhi's performance? Or one of the role players on the Lakers? Or AD? De'Aaron Fox, Jalen Brunson. De'Aaron Fox. Oh, those two may be the best players in the first round so far. 8 at 8 say ESPN. You're on KJM, Brittany in Dallas. Max, what's going on? Good morning, fellas. Hey, so my biggest takeaway is obviously I'm a huge Lakers fan. And, you know, LeBron finally has a complete team around him. He shot 50% from the field yesterday, had a double-double. And and it it seems – it kind of feels like there's a negative connotation around it that, you know, I don't know if everyone likes that he's having help or not. It just kind of feels like, you know, it's a negative connotation around him having help. What do you mean negative connotation around what? 
Are you implying something that Matt it's said just, this you morning? Know, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm kind of seeing in the media, you know, that everyone is just like, you know, LeBron doesn't know what to do with himself. He, he finally has a complete team. You know, I guess everyone's used to the struggle of LeBron or him having to carry. So as a Laker fan, as a lifelong LeBron and Laker fan, I'll tell you, if you want to know the story about that, I'll tell you later. But basically, you know, this is a big deal. This is like epic for us to finally see like LeBron has a complete team around him. I see. Lakers in other words, well. he's getting – okay, I think I understand. He's oh, getting I criticized. Say, I thought that was the call that was worried about something that you said. But yeah, I, I think not. what she's saying is when I was like, hey, LeBron didn't even have a great game, then Jay was like, well – and I was like, yeah, I meant that. He didn't have a great game by his standards, right? But he's 100 years old, 20th year in the league, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Playing with an injury, he should probably have surgery on, according to several doctors – but her point was, it seemed to me, Brittany's point was, now that he has a team around him and he doesn't have to be Superman to win, he gets criticized. No, no, that's a good point, actually. So that injury's not healed? I don't think so. If you need surgery, how is it going to magically heal? Does he need surgery? It, it, it's healed now, but when they win it, though, if they sure win it all, key, it like won't be healed. <laughs> wait, you know? wait, why not? It's <laughs> great. It doesn't look like he key, hurt the meat. Key, when, when they win it all, though... You know, I've been playing with a broken. It's been broken. You got to put a little extra on it. The whole time. <laughs> no, don't do it. No, no, makes a good point. But, but, by the way, it does make you think about though, yeah. like because I, I flipped out on his axis. Mm-hmm. Instead of me saying, "Well, LeBron didn't play that great yesterday," I'm like, "He actually played well." But it makes me think about their upside this even more. You're that, like, that was the original point. Elevates. Yeah. Like his game and everybody else continues to play on that same level. This team's upside is different. That was as the long as AD stays healthy and and you know not a little nick or toenail keeps him sideline. I think the Lakers are going to be teams are going to be in for it with the Lakers. You 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 flip this thing and you say, "Hey, if he had this same team all year long from the start of the season, what would they look like? The way that this roster is right now, where maybe, would this maybe Laker the number team, 1 seed in the conference? Would they be the number 1 seed? Yeah. Would they be the number 2 seed? Yeah, we wouldn't even be having a conversation like we are now based on their seating. And that was the, my original point was what, was that not that, oh, bad LeBron. It's that this is typical LeBron early in a playoff series, probing, figuring things out. Then he typically plays better as the playoffs go along. But they won game one, right? They won it because they had got a little crew with them. This goes back to my bigger point. Why did he get so infatuated with the regular season? Oh, they could have been a win. Yo, this worked out perfectly for the Lakers. Maybe. It well, worked out I mean, perfectly. It, look, it they, worked out perfectly, but I'm just speaking I of perception. How yes. the perception and you know a team that is at the bottom, they look at nah, they'll be done, they'll be finished. But this team, you look at the last month of the season, factor that into it. Look at their record then. Yep, that's what you look at. That's what I'm saying. Number one defense all, in the league. It all matters when you need it the most. Uh, Eric in Ohio, you're on KJM. ESPN Radio. Yeah, how you doing? What's up, Ian? Uh, first of all, I'd like to offer my condolences as well to uh, to Jay um, and his family. Also, I'd like to give a 50th birthday shout out to my older brother. Uh, the question I had today was about the Cavaliers' big loss. How much does the JB Bicker staff is he is on him for leaving Osman in the end of that game instead of one of his better defenders like a Coral or Levert? So that, that's what I made mention of before. That was a matchup that I saw that I thought was a problem. The only issue with a Coral is that, and I give Coach, uh, Coach Bud a lot, a lot, not Coach Bud, Coach Tibbs a lot of credit for this. So they end up channeling, bringing that extra defender off a of Coral. He cannot shoot the ball, and he becomes a liability on the offensive end. 
Um, and the challenge is when a guy like Chetty, you leave him in the game, he get, ends up getting picked on. So I think there is heat on J.B. Bickerstaff to figure that out because that was a matchup that they kept abusing, especially after he did, Brunson didn't get off in the first half. He was in foul trouble. This all started in the third quarter and fourth quarter. Yeah, but Brunson was in single digits in the first half. Yeah, foul trouble. Stacy in Florida, you're on KJM ESPN Radio. Hello, guys. Um, y'all had some good feelings last week, but it's nothing like when I got my three Hershey bars together again. <laughs> um, I want to say y'all didn't disrespect my Miami Heat. Y'all keep saying one, three teams coming out the East. I'm going to tell you, Miami Heat is going to surprise, especially with Kevin Love putting it up. And it's a streaky team. Got too many shooters. If my, our shooters get on, then that's a wrap. Stacey, I'm going to tell you, I, 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 the loss of Tyler Hero is a really big loss. Uh, we'll find out more on that detail, but there aren't too many people that can initiate their offense, and for an offense that sometimes becomes stagnant, Jimmy Butler is your go-to. I get that. Now what you need, I know Bam got that big deal. It's time, Bam. We talked about this last season. We said, you know, why isn't Bam out of bio, or as Kendrick Perkins calls him, out of the bio? He needs to be more aggressive. He should be taking 20 to 25 shots tonight. Now he needs to be the legit number two. Yeah, it's one thing to what, say, Jay, well, you happened? subjugate your game because, or you, you, to modify it for your team, but now your team needs you to step up. Jason, what happens if Giannis can't go at full strength? I still would probably favor the Bucs. Um, yeah, just because I, I think their guards are bigger, and I, I think they have defensively, I think they'll make adjustments. I, I, I will be curious, but I, I'm never going to count out Miami. I just I after last year, man, I, I can't count out Jimmy Buckets. He's different. I'm going to ask the question again, guys. If he continues to do what he just did in Game Yates, One, let me ask you, Yates. Go ahead, Key. Yizzo. They they won this thing with with nine undrafted players, man. <laughs> nine undrafted. It players. ain't going to keep happening like that if you ask me. But you know, I want to ask about Jimmy Butler again. If he continues this in the playoffs, and it turns <laughs> out. That he's that we look and we go, yeah, he's top five in the postseason again, because we forget about that in the regular season every year. He's not even in the top ten, right? Is he a top five NBA player if he does it again, Jay? If they figure out I mean, a way I, out of the I, first, if you became top five, how do you leave the conversation? That's you, what I'm you saying. Can't really leave the conversation. But it does feel like we forget. Was and he like, ever yeah, that's top five though? I mean, with the way he competed in the playoffs, every year he's top five. It's and just dude comes in the regular on. season, he's kind of top ten so, or fifteen. So, so the top five should only. Uh, Go with the playoffs then, right? I don't know about only, but, man, if you're doing it every time you're there, at a certain point, man, it's just time to give it up. Yeah, but the regular season in basketball is like pickup. It's warm-up. They just getting started. That's what I mean. Saying there ain't too many dudes out there that play with the fearless desire that he has. Oh, or something else. Is the Suns' lack of is it depth or is it there? sustainable <laughs> throughout the playoffs, KJM? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.